Welcome to episode 6 of the Unnamed Adventures podcast. This is our last trip prep update before we hit the trail. In addition, we are speaking with Katie Lane, the founder of Woolet, which is 100% natural New Zealand wool and used for skin cushion to prevent blisters. Hey everyone, just want to give you guys a little quick update on this week's trip preparation. Our last update. I can't believe it. Time has gone by so slow, but yet so fast. And I'm really excited that it's finally here and we're like on our way to Georgia driving. Uh, We actually just did a stop here and we're doing our podcast update. So we wanted to be able to do that um, before we hit the trail. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, once we left Minnesota, we're able to stop in uh, northern Wisconsin to see my grandparents, which was absolutely awesome to be able to see them. Uh, before we really hit the trail. Yeah, it was good to see them. Um, Pappy, which is Jake's grandpa, is in hospice, so it was really good to be able to see him and um, have some nice conversations with him, and he's happy that we're going to go to the Appalachian Trail, and we heard uh, some stories about when he was there when uh, Jake's mom and aunts were uh, younger. So that was fun, and um, got to spend some time with... um, nanny which of course is jake's grandma and she is in memory care so that was uh hard to see her because you know of course the last time i saw her was when um jake and i were first dating and that was like the first easter i ever spent with them and um but but yeah i mean i've I've just had so many awesome memories with them you know every grandchild thinks that they're the the only the, the the special one, you know, but honestly, I felt like that. I felt like I got spoiled rotten. You know, they have oodles of grandkids, but they always made me feel really special. Um, and it, being, being able to spend, you know, weekends with them and weeks with them, you know, in the summer growing up, uh, learning how to water ski, ice skate. I mean, I've been playing hockey since I was four years old. So um, just really impacting my life like that is pretty awesome just to kind of see that full circle. Um, but then uh, we are also to be able to spend some time with my uh, parents as well. Haven't seen them face to face since our wedding in yeah. uh, in about eight months last ago. June. Yeah. yeah, so it was awesome to be able to spend some time with them and hang out and and then Sammy got to meet their dogs and uh, it was touch and go overall. Um, it was good, but Sammy uh, is a little persistent sometimes with food. So there was a little food encounter, but everyone's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was able to get my brats and cheese curds. I think I probably ate about two and a half pounds worth of cheese oh my in a couple days span. <laughs> I have never had like fresh from the cow curds. Um, no, like uh, cheese, like fried curds. If you guys ever have the opportunity to do it. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Literally the best cheese curds I've ever had. Yeah, so it's outer body experience, pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> For me, anyways, it is. Yeah, so pretty much once we were at Jake's parents' place, we were able to, um, you know, like Jake said, spend some really good time with them, and they got to ask us all sorts of questions, and um, we got some good um, ideas from them about things, and I don't know, it was really good. And then we were able to, um, we cut back a couple other things, so we did we did a gear shakedown hike and uh, was able to get rid of a few more things, so that was good. Yeah, yeah, and just really trying to get everything uh, finalized, prepped, and everything like that. 
it's nice to travel without so much stuff in the vehicle uh, before we have yeah. all of our, our meals <laughs> packed up in the car. But uh, we were able to, you know, minimize it. And that was one of the things that was kind of different uh, kind of feeling for us, you know, as we slowly sold our house, got rid of a bunch of stuff and kind of that minimalist lifestyle. It's been a, a little bit challenging at times, uh, for sure. You know, what everyone's used to having their materialistic possessions and everything, but yeah, to not have it, it actually feels kind of weird. It's freeing, but it it's like, oh, we don't have that. Oh, we don't have that. Oh, okay, well, we can just make do with this. And it's just totally a different mindset, and we're definitely still adjusting to that. But um, the biggest thing I noticed right away was the challenge with Sammy because he, um, you know, all this stuff is new to him. So everything he experiences is new, and he's been adjusting really well. Um, but you can tell that he's kind of figuring it out. And um, I think we shared it last podcast and he ate a whole thing of rice cakes and he ate, I mean, you know, cause we didn't have any room in the car to have his kennel up. So like this next leg of the journey with the kennel um, being actually like up when we got out of the vehicle, he could be in there. We didn't have to worry about him like eating our gear or anything. Not that he really even ate any gear when there was, but just the fear of he may, <laughs> it's nice not to have to worry about that. Yeah, so uh, really, until next time, you know, we'll we'll be on the trail. Yeah, uh, which is kind of surreal moment again. You know, it's kind of a, a never ending story with with us um, and kind of the transformation of what we're doing. But uh, yeah, that's I can't believe it. I'm just in shock. This I, is... I think we're both speechless right now. Like I know it's, we're pinching ourselves that we're going to be uh, in Georgia in the next couple of days. So yeah. So anyway, we'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers. Welcome to the Unnamed Adventures Podcast. Today we are joined by the founder of Wallet, Katie Lane. She joins us all the way from New Zealand via the good old internet. So we apologize as there are some breaks in our connection. Welcome, Katie. Uh, and we wanted to thank you so much for your support of our thru-hike on our Appalachian Trail thru-hike. And we have our little baggie of Wallet that we have all ready to go in our first aid kit. That's good to hear. Nobody should leave home without it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we thought we'd start with um, hearing just a little bit from you about what Woolit is and what made you decide to start the company. Sure. Um, back in uh, 2012, at very short notice on impulse, uh, a friend sat down and told me she had just heard about the Camino walking across Spain. She said, it's only about 800 kilometers. And Clearly, I'd had at least probably only one glass of wine because it was lunchtime. And I said, sure, I'll do that with you. And because we actually booked three weeks later and left two weeks after that, I didn't have time to research anything much about the trip other than the fact that apparently when you walk a long way, you get blisters. And obviously, when I'd done a lot of running and half marathons and things, I had actually never done any real hiking. So when I learned that you would get blisters, potentially walking for 800 kilometers, um, my priority became that I needed to make sure at all costs that I did not get any blisters because I just knew we were on a tight time frame and that to have that sort of an injury to my feet would have absolutely ruined it and quite frankly might have ruined the timetable. So I dug around and asked around and finally came up with the conclusion that natural uh, fleece, 
virtually straight off the back of a sheep, although it is obviously washed and sculled. Um, it's light to carry and it was going to absolutely do the job rather than carrying all the things to, that are heavy and not biodegradable that you have to use if you actually get a blister. So I um, scurried around and eventually found enough wool to basically fill a supermarket shopping bag because I was pretty pessimistic about how many blisters I was possibly lining up for. And uh, <laughs> to be fair, we certainly had more than enough for both of us for the whole month and some to share. But we walked from France, the French way, uh, right through to Santiago de Compostela, and not once did we get a blister. Um, yeah, That's we, we did look after our feet. You know, I had a previously a daily routine where, you know, my morning would consist of shower and dress and then spend 10 minutes putting makeup on. But we spent 10 minutes every morning on our feet, never mind the makeup. And we literally would uh, tea tree oil them, then we would Vaseline them, and then we would put wallet in any vulnerable spots that we had. And we were the only people we met, or you know, we, we came across nobody else in that whole month who had not had at least one blister issue. So we were over the moon. And when I came back to New Zealand, I thought, there must be an awful lot of people out there who are getting blisters and who don't know how easy it is to prevent it happening and stop ruining their experience. That was a long answer, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's super interesting. So why do you pair it with tea tree oil and Vaseline? Because we read somewhere. <laughs> Even if it's on the internet. <laughs> if it's on the internet, it must be true. Um, we don't actually know if that made any difference um but if what you're doing is working don't change it <laughs> but no we had heard that um that? really the tea tree oil was to help keep the feet tough you know toughen up the skin a bit and then the vaseline was to help reduce friction in general and that was really more about sort of between the toes but it was never ever going okay. to prevent the issues that you get from unknown pressure points and when you walk any distance over particularly irregular terrain uh, your foot just changes angle in your shoe no matter how good a fit your shoe is if you're going on river stones one minute onto sharp rocks onto pavements every time your foot has to adjust and walking those distances you actually find that your feet um change a bit of shape and size during the day. They swell a bit. They come down a bit at night if you stick them up a wall for a while. Um, and just the sheer stress and change in your muscle tone all means that the perfectly fitting shoes that you had can um, fit slightly differently at any given minute of the day. So where do you get the wall? Right. Um, Initially, I was um, getting it from a woolen mill uh, in the South Island of New Zealand who supply internationally, but I was buying quite small con quantities at that stage. And here we have a company, a large, very big company for New Zealand called New Zealand Merino. And while I, this particular wool is not Merino because I 
tested out, out which was the most effective. And while merino is a beautiful wool, it actually is so silky that it flattens out really quickly and doesn't give you the same cushioning benefit. So um, the wool I use is a mix of two different sheep called Romney and Corridale. And I now buy or purchase the wool through New Zealand Merino, but I buy it in um, a whole wool bale, which means that at any given time, I can have up to 280 kilograms of it uh, sitting in my storage. That is, that is so interesting about the Merino wool over here in the US we always try to get merino wool socks or long johns just because that's the big thing over here. Um, so it's interesting to learn about uh, the the variations of the wool for blister, for, sure. blister in, prevention. In reality, um, you know, merino wool is the ideal thing here for all of the clothing things that you mention. Uh, you know, every, everybody wants... Um, everybody wants to have uh, merino clothing and it is the most beautiful wool for fabric but because the um, actual zigzag of the fiber of merino is um, shorter then the it it softens more readily so I use the longer coarser wool because it has more resilience well that's really good to know well, we thought we'd circle back on your Camino de Santiago uh, journey. And, um, you know, for a lot of people, it is a pilgrimage. So what was it like for you? Well, in re we met a, a lot of people on the way who everybody had a different reason for being there. Um, I think our main driving force for going was that, yet again, Christchurch had been um, caught up in a massive unexpected tragedy of earthquakes in 2011, um, for which, again, those of us in the inner city in particular were, you know, dreadfully affected. And, it, you know, eight years on, we're still trying to rebuild our city and various homes. Um, and I think getting away from that chaos to those open spaces and time for contemplation if we're absolutely honest about it, my friend and I, we went because we love walking in the outdoors and there was some really good wine on the way. Um, <laughs> other people were there for perhaps a little more um, virtuous reasons. Um, but I think it was the surprise for me was that it was almost impossible for me to think ahead about my life every step actually brought back memories of things I had never thought of for years, um, names and places and people. And I think in its own way that that, um, that was probably um, sort of the most surprising side of it from a spiritual perspective. It was just sort of just the mere fact that your, your whole thought processes could only function backwards. Um, you know, I can't, I couldn't even think beyond the next step, but we just met really nice people in really good space and, and the freedom of walking, um, in that way. 
uh, is something that you can't achieve every day. Oh, that, that's absolutely awesome. And that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to is just being able to spend a little more time in my own head and to be able to really kind of discover a little more of, of what purpose that we have and that what I have. Yes, it's, um, and I, you know, I don't have any other big experiences to compare it with, but when you set out in the morning and you know that you're going to walk for at least 12 hours before you get to, you know, put your head down or stop and have, you know, have, you know, a proper meal at the end of your day, I found it could do really weird things to your head if all you could think about was, oh no, I'm walking for the next 12 hours, um, you, it became very much a philosophy of you just need to put one foot in front of the other and you will get there, um, which yeah, we had, we were totally, due to lack of preparation on our part, unprepared for the fact that the, you know, the different terrains and we knew that we were comfortably seven minutes a kilometre around um, our reasonably flat area in New Zealand with a backpack on. Um, but we had days where, in fact, it was taking us over two hours to do just one kilometre. And those sorts of things really test your dedication to what you're doing there. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, you know, those long walks aren't for everybody, but it's just such a special thing to be able to have that headspace and... The only thing you have to concentrate on is actually that next step. Yeah, that, that's absolutely awesome. And sounds like you guys uh, did a lot of research, obviously, because you got wallet now <laughs> for well, uh, take, the only thing we researched. <laughs> and you know, I, I just kept wishing that there were there were more. You know, we had had more stuff with us that we could have shared with other people because. Even on the very first day after the first eight kilometres, um, I think at the first stop there would have been easily 25 or 30 people sitting there with at least one boot off already because they had either blisters or hot spots on their feet. Oh, wow. Quite alarming on the first day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, how does Wallet, you know, as a tool work differently than other products, you know, kind of the traditional stuff that you can buy at the store, sure. um, you know. The, the main benefit of the wool is that it absorbs the moisture around the skin and um, sort of what they term wicks it away. It, it, that's what keeps it dry because um, blisters and hot spots are caused by basically heat, moisture, and fric which results in friction. So by keeping the area dry, um, it also is a natural product. It allows the air to circulate still as best it can inside a sock. Um, and that, again, maintains the temperature of your feet. So it doesn't matter if it's um, you know, hot or cold by wrapping, surrounding the area in that wool, just like merino clothing does same principle um it helps you maintain the body pressure uh sorry body temperature so the key things are that it removes the moisture it breathes around your skin but the added advantage of not having to actually use any adhesives to hold it in place it naturally felts into the weave of your sock 
And you know, if it isn't doing the, you know, if you've still got pressure, uh, then you can just add more wool. Um, you know, if you just were a bit light on it to start with. And some people do actually reutilize it again the next day, perhaps on a less tender area or to pad up the sole of their shoe or back of the heel um, as, a, as a little felted pad. But if they don't wish to, then again, it's biodegradable. You know, the birds can use it for their nests and it can be dug into the ground and, you know, and it does break down. So it's light to carry um, and it's incredibly economical. That's wonderful. Well, we have never been to New Zealand, but we definitely plan to go at some point. We've got and amazing actually, walks here. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of our bucket list items is to backpack across New Zealand. So we were going to ask you if you had any recommendations for people who are interested in going to New Zealand. Uh, I think the first thing to start with would be to check out um, the New Zealand Great Walks. Um, I have access and links to some of that on my Woolit website, woolit.co.nz. Um, but New Zealand has unbelievably beautiful scenery. And the Great Walks, some of them are just a couple of days and some of them are three or four days. Um, so you're looking at things like the Kepler crossing, uh, which is Kepler Trail, which is down south, and through to Tongariro, which is in the middle of the North Island. We have the Milford Track. Um, some of them you carry all your own gear. Others, they can um, take it for you, for, obviously for a price. Um, but these places are managed by Department of Conservation. So the accommodation options are great, but you do need to book ahead for them. Okay, that's great. So just a question on the, you call long, or as here in the States, we call, you know, our, our hikes and our, our long walks, you know, backpacking and hiking, stuff like that. And you guys in New Zealand call it long walks. Correct I me if I'm wrong. Well, we tend to say, we, we've got several terms here that we would use. For instance, I don't, I'm not familiar with the term, uh, term through hike. I'm still not terribly sure what that is. But um, we tend to refer to, I'm off to do the Milford or I'm off to do the Kepler. Um, and it's, I, it's usually tramping or hiking. Um, they're sort of the main terms. Tramping is more uh, going sort of wilderness um, not necessarily on a particularly guided, well, not even a guided thing, but not not one of the popular walks. It's sort of more, you know, you know, a, a nearby hill or mountain or track and through to a lake. And so you kind of put your backpack on and you head off into the wilds. Um, our wilds aren't really that wild, really. Um, <laughs> but we don't have any wild animals, so that's a good start. Um, but when usually we would talk about hiking, you, we buy hiking boots or tramping boots. Um, so those are really the main terms. Um, walking, not so much, although some of them are called referred to as the Great Walks. There is one that runs the whole length of New Zealand from the top of the North Island right down to the end of the South Island. And I think that's called the Te Awaro. I'd have to, actually, I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a re reasonably recent 
addition to New Zealand Great Walks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, here a through hike. Uh, so when we talk about like through hiking the Appalachian Trail, it's we're starting from Georgia and going through 14 states to finish in Maine on a mountain called Mount Cat. Oh, I just learned how to say it today. <laughs> Katahdin. I was pronouncing it incorrectly previously. And so it's going to take us about five and a half months to complete. And we're going to do it in one time period. Other people do it in sections. So then they're called a section hiker. So they maybe do like a state or a national park or like a month long part of the trail. And actually a lot of people do that uh, due to like work uh, conflicts or they go on their summer vacation or something like that. Oh, uh, that makes sense. So the through hike means that you're hiking through all those different states. Is that right? Absolutely. Yep. So for us, it's 2,190 miles and we're going to take our dog, Sammy. He's a red healer mix and he's going to have, love it. <laughs> he's going to have the best time, but we're excited to use the wallet because we uh, most commonly here it's moleskin. Uh, which I've never cared for. I was a figure skater when I was younger and would get blisters and the moleskin never worked. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the, actually the boots that I use, I use a keen boot. And since I've been backpacking for like eight years, I've never had a blister because I've always used smart wool socks. And right. then the boot I use fits me really well. But that being said, I've never done this long of a hike. So we have about three or four different types of blister systems um, to use just, you know, to have some different options because the number one issue uh, for through hikers is blisters. And just after hearing your story, uh, honestly, I'm... We may need pers to minimize. Personally, if we're, <laughs> I'm going to minimize my portion of the first aid kit and just rock the wallet because I think it'll work. Uh, well, now work I, awesome. now I feel like we need to add in the Vaseline and the tea tree oil. The moleskin all together. <laughs> right. Well, to be fair, we took, I think I took a couple of compede bandages and that was it. And apart from that, we only used the wool. Um, but the key to it is that the minute you feel a hot spot, you must stop. If you if it's still if it's still in your awareness after twenty to thirty seconds, you must make the effort to stop and take your boot off and apply the wool. Um, if you leave it any longer than that, then you're going to have the blister and it's going to be too late. It's important too that you pack it and poke it in and around your toes. Don't sort of um, don't wind it round and round and round like a you know like a crazy person. Um, just you know because <laughs> because it's a natural fibre. If you actually wind it round your toe as opposed to just pack it in loosely, um, it will eventually roll itself into a fine spun woolen thread. So cool. um, it's it's not a huge danger because I think you'd be aware of the pain before you know too much happened. But you know the important thing is that pack it in because it's amazing ability to bind to itself so poke it in amongst your toes or if you need it under your heel uh, or up the back of your heel put in a decent wad of it that is secured by your heel to hold enough that it then goes up the back of your 
heel. So if you just poke it in the back of your sock, there's nothing there to anchor it. So you know, okay. be generous with the amount that you use. Um, and within, within 10, 15 seconds of it going into your boot, you shouldn't even be aware that the wool, wallet's in there. Oh, well. Is there anything else that uh, we didn't cover that you really want our listeners to know? Um, no, not really, except that, you know, I'm very excited in terms of um, the progress that Woolit has made over the last few years. It is available in the States through uh, an outdoor um, online retailer called Garage Grown Gear. And they, um, they take the supplies um, so, I mean, I'm happy for people to order it online through New Zealand, but it will save a lot in postage potentially if um, people on your side of the world actually order it um, from Garage Grown Gear. Well, and Garage Grown Gear is actually a company that we found out we were doing some research last winter, and it's, they're a really cool company. They work with a lot of these smaller brands. They do. They have offer really cool products. Yeah, they're outstanding, and they quite often have special, um, you know, postage-free um, things running as well. Which everyone loves free postage. <laughs> they do. Well, it's expensive to get things from New Zealand to the other side of the world. So uh, if it enables somebody to get wallet access to wallet more easily, I'm very happy for them to purchase through a retailer. Fantastic. Well, how can people get in contact with you if they have questions or want to learn more about wallet? Sure, they can either um, go via the website, which is woollet.co.nz, or they could email me on info at woollet, W-O-O-L-I-T, .co.nz. Very happy to hear from people. We love feedback, good or bad, but I haven't had any bad stuff to write yet. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, we uh, do a lot on social media. So we were actually planning on taking some pictures and some process of how to use it. And now that you've explained it in detail, we'll definitely uh, I'll be sending in some photos for you to, to use as you'd like. Oh, that'd be wonderful. And we do also have a wallet Facebook page. So oh, perfect. we'd love any, um, anything that we can post on that. Perfect. Awesome. Well, we do appreciate your time, Katie, and uh, being able to match our time time differences and schedules and everything like that uh to where we're able to able to chat with you excellent well thank you so much for the opportunity and all the best on the appalachian trail oh thank you so much okay all right. forward to following you all right, all right. bye cheers bye. thank you bye Thank you for joining us on today's episode. If you want to see our day-to-day interactions, follow us on Instagram at OnNamedAdventures. Otherwise, you can go to our website to subscribe to our newsletter, which is sent out once a month and has links to our most recent blog articles and podcast episodes. Wish us luck as we head to Georgia.